Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Venus in Paris podcast, your virtual gateway to the most enchanting destinations around the world. I am your host, Zen, and I am thrilled to be one of your tour guides on this captivating journey this week. In this week's episode, we're embarking on a vibrant adventure as we travel with our dear friend, Tanya, to the land of Argentina. Hello, Tanya. Hello. Hi, Zen. How are you doing? Is there Good. another person over there? As in me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're here, we might as well introduce our other tour guide, Kristen. Yeah. This is me. Hi. Hi, Kristen. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi. Okay, so today we're here to quiz Tanya about her most recent experience in Argentina. Um, she just come back, just came back from a trip from there. And while we've been trying not to ask Tanya too much about her visit, because we always want this to be a surprise for us as well, we know it's going to be filled with unforgettable experiences, breathtaking landscapes, and wa- <laughs> mouth-watering flavors, because you like to eat. Oh, yeah, we all like to eat. Yeah, We all like to eat, so it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So grab your headphones and join us as we embark on the virtual odyssey to Argentina through the eyes of our intrepid traveler, Tanya. Together, we'll discover the spirit of Argentina, its captivating stories, its people, and the incredible moments that make this country a destination like no other. They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention, and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. Let's start from the top. What okay, inspired you to go to Argentina? So, so my husband's family's from Argentina, and so, so you've been before. I've been many times, but what inspired us? I think we needed some R and R. Just we just needed to relax, and um, and luckily my in laws are really good people to to hang out with, so that was fun. So it's my husband's family, and mostly I'm going to say it's the nieces and nephews. Um, so that was, that's what really made it special. So when did you go to Argentina for the first time? Mm, you know, what's funny. It's, um, when I had your job, Kristen, a long time ago <laughs> at UCLA and uh-huh. we went and I went to Buenos Aires for the very first time. And I think I almost maxed out my credit card with, um, books and CDs at the time it was CDs. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and then I didn't go back again until I met my husband, which, and then I went to meet his family in 2002, maybe. Okay. So we've been going just about every year, once or if not twice a year. For like the past 20 years. Yeah. So I've been going a lot. and um, Wow. So it's, but there's so much to explore, even though, you know. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. well, it's a country. It's, a country. You know? yeah, it's huge. It's, it's like something I, you know, just like if you were to live here, right? Yeah. People, people live their whole lives there. Yeah, exactly. Imagine that. (laughs) All right. Let's say someone has not been to Argentina. So you've been there many times in different parts of the country. And with your most recent visit, what do you think are some of the most standout moments or experiences 
the maybe the ones you might find in the guidebook that people should try to experience and some of the ones that may be a little bit off the beaten path. Yeah. Um, I would say if someone's going there for the first time, I would probably start with saying that they need to go as direct of a flight as they possibly could because it's a long ways out. <laughs> um, usually there used to be a direct flight now from, from Los Angeles. Now that is, um, we take a, you can connect through Dallas, uh, Houston, East Coast. How long is that flight? Um, from like, uh, the whole thing is like 16 hours. Okay. So it's a long time. Usually we go at night. That way it's helpful. And we, you know, we stop, say, in Houston. And um, and then you go from there at night and you wake up in the morning and you're there. But it's, you know, it's a trip. <laughs> is it direct out of Houston? Excuse me? Is it direct out of Houston? Direct out of, out of Houston. And, and um, we just, this is the first time we flew out of Houston. In the past, we've always only done Dallas. Mm. And, it's and- easy. And how'd you get down there? Latam, Argentina, or this one we used um, Delta, which because oh. it was normally I use American, but um, because I was just a good price, and it was the most direct. It was interesting, yeah. So we, I just play around until I find a good flight, a good price for for and a good price for the amount of hours on a plane, which is is hard. The combination. So I would say that's one of the first things is fly there as direct as possible. And then the other thing I would say is the dollar exchange is can be tricky. So like if you look it up, which I did today, it's $231 for 230 pesos. But then there's another dollar. There's many dollars, but blue dollar is kind of like under the table. And that one is paid higher for 71. And just to give you um, an example, you could probably, like, we had dinner, the three of us, my mother-in-law, my husband and I, like, <clears throat> at a, you know, a good restaurant, bottle of wine, appetizers, seafood, steak. The three of us was $45. 45 pesos, I'm sorry. So, um, 4300 God, I'm saying it all wrong. 4300 <laughs> So, you can really do, like, really good with the exchange. So, <clears throat> is that, okay, you, you said blue pay? I didn't I know, I know. Yeah, it's called blue. Then there's another dollar called the... Um, uh, so is there two currencies wait, or is there like... A- it's, it's just that the Argentinian um, economy is so fluctuating, let's call mm-hmm. it that, that you go to the bank and they pay you 230 for the dollar, okay? And then you go to another place and they'll pay you 471 And then you'll go the Qatar dollar so anybody who was going to qatar got a different rate for the dollar so the so they could spend money and and do things so it's something that i could probably not explain you just have to talk to a local and get some help that's what we do okay and the currency um i'm assuming they don't take american dollars yeah, they do too. They also take oh. American dollars. Yeah, <clears throat> but then, <clears throat> then it's going to be well. They're charging you per dollar two thirty or four seventy one. So we go in pesos. Got it. Got it. So yeah. Um, so now, if you want to avoid all that, you go to the the neighborhood that I would suggest anyone to go would be Palermo, which is one of the best neighborhoods to stay for first time visitors, because mm. it. 
it's very it's 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 got a lot of Americans. A lot of conferences happen near there. You have a lot of the international kind of flavor, and but it also has like there's a Palermo Mall, and that has like security guards. It's it's like not that it's dangerous, but you have a lot of um, Americanized kind of look to the mall. So people who have never been there might feel a bit more comfortable. Now, if you're adventurous, you know, go out. There's Palermo Soho, Palermo Hollywood, and those are like eclectic restaurants, cool bars, quirky fashion stores, and and that's also a lot of fun. But I would go to Palermo. This is the first time I ever go. And uh, I was going to ask, Kristen, have you you've been to Buenos Aires, right? I have. Yes. Where Where did you? Where do you? When you go. I know you go for work probably. What where do you stay? I'm trying to remember the neighborhood, the name of the neighborhood. It might have been Palermo. But I can't It's okay. It's just now. it's yeah, that that's one of the ones that because I went to go look. It's right next to the um, cemetery, the big famous cemetery where Evita Perón is is buried and all that. Okay. So I would have to look up like my emails and stuff to remember the name. I've only been there once. um, And it was in 2019, which means it was before COVID, which means it was a whole nother lifetime. Yep, it was. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. How funny. Okay. So that's what I would, um, I would go there. I'm trying to think. Um, And of course it's silly, but the double decker, tour of the city i always recommend that i like to do that even though um like i've traveled a lot but it just gives oh, so you what does that mean double decker bus or the double the, the tour yeah the tour the oh, tour okay. bus that you get in all in any country just so you can get the lay of the landscape to see what of the land of what's going on and where, where do you want to really go so i would Got definitely it. do that but if you want to, you have a few days just palermo stay there there's enough to do because it's different little sections of it Cool. And yeah. So are, um, are you going to ask me the next one? <laughs> uh, well, I, the, one of the things is um, Argentina. I've only been to Chile. And yeah. Chile is tall and long. Um, and the the most interesting thing about Chile is, um, which borders on Argentina, is that um, it's like, it feels like 20 different countries in one because the landscapes are so different. You could go all the way down to the South where it's freezing cold. You can go to the North where it's, it's almost like a rainforest and everything in between. Um, so Argentina is also known for its diverse landscapes. Yep, um, did exactly. you, what are the, some of the things that you've seen and what, what are your favorites? Yeah, well, um, I agree. It is very similar in landscape because of the, you go to the north and it's really, really hot. And then you'll go south, which is Patagonia and, and you have Calafate, which is icebergs. So yeah, and everything in between deserts, rivers, you know, um, it's almost an equal Western. length to like Chile. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Just exactly. Thicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot thicker. Um, yeah. A little bit thicker. Exactly. No. Um, but, what one of my favorite places that I've been and I still need to go to more is um where we had our honeymoon, which was a while ago, but it was in um Calafate, um, which is a Patagonia where the icebergs we hiked on the icebergs and it was just the the water was blue like aqua. Like it was just incredible 
the trees. It was it was in September. No, I'm sorry, February, and I had a T-shirt <laughs> because it's the opposite side um, yeah, side of the world. Our <laughs> what we consider winter is during the summer at that time of year. Right. So that yeah. was a really good time to go. Um, it got late, super, super, like dark, super, super late. And I think that was the most exciting because it was such a unusual landscape. The trees were like almost, they looked like they were frozen or, but that's just how they looked. It looked like a fairy tale almost like to look into like the scary looking trees, yeah. but you got close and they were there were just trees. It was a very unusual landscape. Um, I just loved the fact that we were in a t-shirt on the snow, on the snow, like hiking. So that was unusual for me and really cool. Mm. I am, um, I'm trying to go the next time we go to one of the big ones like Iguazu or Salta, which is another one up north. That's a colonial town. I can share about one that we went this time that I've been before, but for some reason, this time I kind of explored more. It's called, um, it's a gaucho town. It's called San Antonio de Areco, which is just the name of the town. Uh, it's very, very, let me see, very traditional. So all now the explain, folks. Before you go further, explain what a gaucho means. I've yeah, that exactly. We're like a gaucho town in general. I know, yeah. gaucho. Okay, so the gaucho is someone who is is a cowboy from Argentina. It's a, right. It's an Argentinian cowboy. That's yes. pretty much it. Okay, so then they um, they became like, you know, they're the, they wander around kind of the prairies, let's say, with cattle. Their whole world is cattle and horses. And in this particular town... Because it's in the outskirts, it's about an hour away from Buenos Aires, then you have this town that almost has kept its its authenticity. You walk in, you drive in, and it's cobblestones and colonial-style looking places. Oh, wow. Being from California, it felt like this is like a movie set. Because you walk in, yeah. everything's old, but well-kept. Um, you see the gauchos, so the gauchos is wearing these big kind of puffy, I'm going to call it, pants and that that tie at the bottom of like at the ankle and with these these black canvas shoes it reminded me of like the tai chi or martial arts kind of but without the the sole the 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 white sole and then they have a a beret on on their head (laughs) or some of them have a big hat like but but more of um a flat hat and they have a bandana around their their neck and and their leather skin kind of a thing because they're out, you know, riding and taking care of the cattle. They all get together, talk to each other in groups, in the streets, in the bars, in the cafes, in the restaurants. They're everywhere. So it felt like you walked into like a movie set. Um, it was really interesting. There were lots of tours going on. I think when we went, there must have been a celebration of, um, I think they were celebrating somebody. It was there were several towns celebrating, and I'm sorry, I don't remember what the heck that we were celebrating. Um, <laughs> but um, but it was really festive. Oh, you know what it was? I can't believe it. It was Easter. <laughs> so because of Easter, that's what that's why there were so many people and so many activities because it's about an hour away from Buenos Aires. So a lot of the um, people from there come in as a day for a day, mm. and um, and kind of have fun doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? 
And can I interrupt about yeah. the gaucho? This is just a dumb story that I yeah. always think about. That I love telling people. So I, I went to UC Santa Barbara and our mascot is the gaucho, yes. um, which I loved. And not a lot of people know what a gaucho, it's not like common knowledge, I guess what a gaucho is. And so huh. one of my like uh, friends in the dorms, she was telling us how, she was telling her friend were gauchos and she was like, well, what is that? And she's like, you know, like the cowboys that they wear the flat hats that have the little balls hanging down. <laughs> and her friend goes, your mascot's a hat. No, the Argentine cowboys that wear that hat. And I feel like once you see it, like you totally, it's very recognizable. Right. Exactly. They are like world renowned. Yeah. You've yeah. seen it before. You just, don't realize yeah. exactly what they are. Right. Exactly. And, um, yes. and to me, this was, so they've filmed a lot of TV shows, movies, all the soap opera, the telenovelas in Spanish. They, they do it there because it's historic. Oh, you, it looks yeah. like you've walked into a different place. Um, and in the outskirts, you have these, they call them estancias, which is like a ranch, um, a working ranch where you could go and like, there's air, like, um, better breakfasts and you can do like a day in 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 the in el campo you know out in the outskirts where you could do they'll you'll watch herding some cats taming horses doing the asado all that kind of stuff in a really beautiful setting so there's a lot of that this time i spent a lot of time there and exploring and it was it was just kind of really relaxed and nice because you know take they chill (laughs) And I feel like it's maybe not common knowledge, like how big and diverse Argentina is, because it also has like the Patagonia region. It has wine regions. Um, Have you been to any of those other kind of areas? Yeah. So Patagonia, like where I had like where the honeymoon with Calafate and then but then going down to Patagonia, there's desert in between Mm -hmm. Um, Mendoza, which is the wine country, um, also have been there and spent some time um, with the vineyards going in and visiting the old ones. It is massive. It's huge. There's hundreds of them. Um, And you go in and what they do is when they give you the tours, part of the tours is an asado. So like you're there for a while. Um, mm-hmm. that's kind of what they do. I remember one time my brother-in-law took us to, to have lunch at a vineyard and, and, um, and we were like right next to the Andes, like the mountain was right there. So then, then I guess Chile is on the other side then. <laughs> oh, that <Yeah>. mountain. <laughs> so do it is, see, yeah. And Malbec is see, the like, one. a lot of tourists in those other places? Oh, like absolutely. outside of Buenos Aires? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, in, um, in Mendoza, there's um, there's a vineyard. It'll come to me in a minute. The name I just discovered it. This gentleman who used to do the publishing for Hearst um, Publications, um, he went and bought a vineyard and that, like a big, huge plot, and then started um, like selling and not maybe kind of collaborating with other Americans to have their own little tiny vineyards and then come and spend time there. These people have a lot of money, but nonetheless, you can go and you can go look. And that has created a big community of, of like expats in Mendoza. So you do see them. Um, There's a lot of kind of um, sports in the sense of like rafting and hiking 
and you have a lot of uh, Europeans go and do that, especially in um, in Calafate, in Patagonia. You see almost everybody there is European. Huh. Yeah. Because that's it to them during that time. It's it's not, you know, especially during the, the summer, it's it's really not cold at all for them. Right. So that's that's a big draw for them. Wow. I love it. Yeah. I would recommend anyone to go to, to, to the icebergs. It is incredible. It is really incredible. How far are they from Buenos Aires? It's about a four hour flight. Mm. Yeah, it's down oh, wow. there. It's down okay. there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let me see what else. I've had something else. I think I think um Zen wanted to know about um kind of food, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's one of my, well, I just think you learn so, I always say this, you learn so much about a culture, about its food. Yes. And Argentina, Argentinian food is unique as well. And I, I've, um, it shares a lot with Chile, but what, 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 what's unusual or special that you, when you're there, besides yeah, this, the lots of beef. I know lots of beef, but <laughs> this time, um, for some reason, we really got to eat, it's um, provolone cheese, but it's called provoleta which is probably the italian way to say it and i'd never i'd had it before but i i think i ate lots of it this time you get a thick slice of the provolone cheese it's like you know about an inch and a half okay mm-hmm. and then you cook it in a round cast iron and usually the the provoleta comes in rounds like the like a little yeah, round sausage kind of a thing. So you cut it. It's about a five inch um, cast iron round, and you put it on top. You leave the cheese uncovered probably for the till the morning until at night. Then you're gonna take it so it dries up a little, and then you you cut it, you slice it, you put it on on the hot pan on top of the grill where you're doing the barbecue, and you cook it for two minutes, two to three minutes, it's going to bubble. It's going to all the, it's going to get brown. The cheese is going to ooze. And then when that happens, you throw in oregano and crushed pepper. And then you take that out, put it on the table for everyone to eat with bread and chimichurri while the rest of the asado, the barbecue is going on. We ate a lot of that this time. I don't know why, but we did. It was amazing. (laughs) And you're like, they're, Big meat eaters too, right? Those right. cowboys aren't doing nothing. So this is what you do while the meat is getting cooked, and um, it was almost like a fondue, you know? Oh yeah, because yeah, it yeah. it all melted. Yeah. Um, and then you accompany that with um, and I don't know if we've mentioned it, fernet, which is spelled F-E-R-N-E-T, fernet. It's an Italian bitter, like an aperitivo, or like before or after dinner. Mm-hmm. But in Argentina. They drink it with, it's called Ferne con Coca, Ferne and Coca-Cola, and ice. And the 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 liquor is called Ferne Branca. It comes from Italy, of course. <laughs> and it's like bitter, sweet, minty, herby. It's a little bit of everything. And I came to discover after 20 years of going, it has 40% alcohol. Whoa! It, I, like, yeah. That's high. So that is a lot. And that is That's what you drink. proof. that's 80 proof my goodness um and we've looked for it here and it's like 45 dollars and over there it's like i don't know 
10 i don't know it's not it's, it's it's like the cost of getting a two liter of soda you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah um and this is what you drink all year round christmas birthdays everything so it is and i it's like i would say i i drink it like if it's rum and coke <laughs> it's kind of like that yeah yeah um let me see what else was i going to tell you guys um some oh i know i remember something else was um places to go there was one that i i wanted to share was um i stayed this time at in in palermo but on the outskirts near the near universities i stayed with my nephew i took like a few days off away from the because there's a big big family so i i went with him he was going to school working and i got to stay in, in his apartment and that was an adventure because it felt like the New York that you both know I have never been to. So the apartment yeah. is really tiny because it's a student um, where you could hear everybody, the neighbors, and you, you the window faces a wall. <laughs> and um, and then you go outside and people walk by you. And they, but, you know, they, they're just on their way. They're going fast. They don't look at you. They bump into you. It's like, I got to go where I got to go. <laughs> and it was just really interesting to go there i got lost many times but it was really good to go into all the different stores and and, and um, cafes and so forth there there's a store called um it's a store that used to be an opera house and it turned oh, wow. yeah into a bookstore and national geographic has named it the second i don't, don't know which the first the second most <laughs> beautiful bookstore in the world and that was I um bet. 2019 so it's got imagine what an opera house would look like and it's full of books so you have people going in there taking pictures all day long um wow. it's quite pretty so it was like about a block away from where my nephew's apartment is so i would go there and just hang out and watch people the stage is the cafe so it's fun that's really cool that sounds beautiful but it does make me wonder what could the first possibly be I right know. I know. Yeah. One of you should look it up. <laughs> it's, it's it's the bookstore um, in the Vatican or something like that. Oh, probably, <laughs> no, probably yeah. 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 Um, speaking of a cafe, I know. I'm pretty sure it's Argentinian. The mate chai tea. Uh, yeah, the yeah the mate <laughs> that they drink. You don't sound too enthused. No, it's not something I like, and the reason is, I mean, I really want to like it, and what it is is, it's like tea. And they put it in this almost like a gourd. Is that how you pronounce it? And then, gourd, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, um, uh, um, like bombilla. a silver, a bombilla, right? A, a, a like right. A, a straw, but it's it's silver or it's it's metal. And then you put hot water on it and you pass it around so everybody drinks it out of the same bombilla. And that's what I don't like. Oh, oh I didn't yes. know that part. Uh-huh. And so but they have those like specific little cups that you drink it from that you can individually, right? Well, now they have it like that because of COVID. Okay. Oh. But <laughs> before they didn't. Um and that and I do like it. It's okay, but it's it's more of a custom of let's get together and drink mate so we can chit-chat and then, you know, have some pastries and and do that. But it is a huge custom. It's 24/7. Everybody drinks it all the time and oh, um nice. and but if you were to be offered, just know that the next they're gonna then no, it's gonna happen. everybody's everybody's gone on that on that you know 
restaurant. Oh, right. Yeah. I looked it up and I did stay in Palermo. When oh, I was look at you see. And it was like super cute, bustly. It was actually very European. Like yeah. that neighborhood. Yes, it was. It is very, everything looks European. There are points yeah. where I'm like, it looks like you're in Paris or you're in somewhere in Europe. Yes. There's some beautiful, beautiful old um, buildings. Uh, the architecture. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So super cute, vibrant, lots of like cool little boutique shops. Yep. Quirky things, little fashion like that. places that, yeah, that were out oh, there. Good. I feel better that I stayed in the right area. Yeah, that is I the best. There. Yeah. So like if you were to be traveling, like for work or something that's where i would suggest otherwise yeah. you need to be with a local not that they're not gonna they're gonna do anything but it's just a good place and and you'll be directed the right way and people may not yeah. you know charge you so much and all that kind of stuff yeah so, um, and um we have to, we can't visit argentina without talking about tango <laughs> I know, and and this is so disappointing because I know nothing about it. Because oh, no. no, isn't it funny? I know, I know. Um, I really try to come up. They're going to ask me, and I have to think of something. But no, the, all I can tell you about tango is I've been to it once, and I've seen it as a show. But that's it. And I think mm-hmm. everyone should go see it and see a show when you're there. Um, because and the it shows is- are all over too. It's like a big attraction yeah, yeah it's huge um and they're beautiful but the normal average person um doesn't necessarily like no one that i've been to in the last 20 years does tango my aunt who's in who was in colombia would go every year to dance tango because she liked it but but not someone from there isn't it funny that is um, funny it is yeah it's a it's a i almost if anyone Argentinian hears me, they'll kill me. But it's almost like it's starting to go away because it's such a, it's traditional. And, you know, like you go, I want to go as to, they have milongas, which are these clubs for people. But see, it's older people who go and just, I want to dance tango. And let's see who's here to dance. And that I want to go to, which I've oh, never, yeah. I've never gone to. And I hear it's really great. And you could see really amazing things. So wow. I'll say the tango show that you pay for and yeah. then a tango, um, like a neighborhood one would be good. San oh, Telmo, yeah. which is another neighborhood, has a lot of tango in the streets that you can go. That's kind of like a, where you get all the antique kind of things. San Telmo. And then there's a big like um, like flea market with all kinds of everything, you know, mm-hmm. new things, old things. American things, everything. Cool. I yeah. looked it up, and um, tango is a partner social dance that originated in the 1880s along the Rio de la Plata, la Plata? which is the, the natural border between Argentina and Uruguay, which is exactly where Buenos Aires is. Um, and it, it basically spread to the rest of the world out of its huge popularity from there. And in 2009, UNESCO approved a joint proposal by Argentina and Uruguay to include the tango in the UNESCO intangible cultural heritage list. Look at that. See that, that so you don't get, that is very good. Um, and that is what you get when you don't, you travel to see family. You don't get that little bit of information. <laughs> but that's good i didn't know that i'm gonna tell i have to say i went through a huge binge 
the past few years of rewatching like Bachelor and Bachelorette episodes, that horrible reality show. Yes. <laughs> uh, there is, it always devolves down to The Bachelor somehow. Yes, <laughs> they do amazing travel on that show. That's why I like that. it. Yeah. And so there is a that. season on The Bachelorette, JoJo Fletcher season, and they go all throughout Argentina. So they start in Buenos Aires and they take like tango dance lessons and they go to like I think they go to some gaucho towns and they go down through wine region. Like they go I'm gonna have to watch it. Darn it. Yeah, it's really beautiful and it really made me want to explore more of Argentina than just, you know, the inner city of Buenos Aires. Yeah, the outskirts is really good. We also went to Mar del Plata, which is um about a four hour drive, I'm gonna say, from Buenos Aires. Um let me see where we're going. Northeast. Yeah. It's um, Beach Town. And we went right after summer season had ended. So it was really nice. And I'll say we stayed in about a three-star hotel for $25 a night, including breakfast. Hey. Wow. <laughs> it's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and that was really fun because there are hardly any people. Normally, we'll go in the summer, go there. That's where my husband's mom lives. And then my brother-in-law and his family. So it was just really nice to see it in a different light. Um, that's where we ate really good meals, seafood. It was amazing. Um, let me think. Oh, I remember you I, wanted to. The, I have yeah. the most important question of the, you know, once we're done. Uh-huh. Tell me. Are you ready for the most important question of all Tell these? Me. I mean, cause I, I hope I, I hope I know what it is. Tell me. Okay. So. As always, we love your the story about your ugly chicken. Is what, <laughs> did you did you bring back an ugly chicken from Argentina? So this is a story. Is that um, <laughs> Tanya brought back this um, this statue kind of you know thing, and and it's she calls it the ugly chicken, and it's a, it's actually beautiful. It's got like beautiful bold colors and such like that but she calls it the ugly chicken so i want to know if you got your your ugly chicken in quotes from argentina and what was it <laughs> and if people don't like ugly chickens what should they bring back from argentina yeah okay so yeah i didn't bring back anything like that i brought something i'll tell you in a minute um um but they can bring back Oh, you know what i did bring back but it's not ugly i got a really beautiful purse a leather purse Kristen, if you ever go prune, P-R-U-N-E, mm -hmm. that's a beautiful store to go to for leather. Okay. okay. No so I, I got a little, I got a purse from there and that, so if anything leather is just really inexpensive in comparison. So that kind of beat the, the ugly chicken. But what I did <laughs> bring back, um, and I brought some to the office were these, um, these chocolate cookies called Chocolinas. One of my nephews was turning 13, I think, and they made at a birthday party for him. And when I had the cake, it was like, what? So it's chocolinas with these ch like wafer-like chocolate cookies. And you milk, you, you mix dulce de leche with cream cheese. Whoa. And then you put the kind of like the wafer cookie on the bottom. And then the mix of the dulce de leche and cream cheese. And you keep putting layers. You freeze it. And then you take it out later and it's sort of frozen and you eat it. And it sounds like nothing. It was amazing. Next time we have a potluck at work, I'm making it. So oh, everyone knows dulce de leche is a caramelized milk. So it's, it's like a, it's almost like a caramel sweet, yeah. but it's made out of like a whole milk and it's been cooked 
and then it until it turns brown and it has sugar in it and it's very dense and it's delicious. It is absolutely delicious. Um Hagendaz has really good dulce leche ice cream. Do you ever make it at home? No. I so don't. it's super, super dangerous, but what Chileans do is <laughs> <laughs> So don't try this at home is what you're saying. Don't do this at home. But you, all you do is you take um condensed milk, which is condensed milk and they have sugar in it and what they'll do is they'll put that in a pot of boiling water for like half an hour so it actually cooks in the can but if you do, if you get too hot it'll actually blow up so yep. i don't suggest you do it at home but if you're in a bind and you have to have it you know just make sure you're wearing a helmet and a face mask and you'll probably be fine <laughs> Great. That's why I don't do it. Anymore. Yeah, I, we, I, I've seen it done before, but I, I, I it just, it, it's dicey. <laughs> Very sus. So that's kind of what I have, and um, for Argentina, even though, like I said, I've been there so many times now. Uh, I don't know. I hope you liked what I shared. <laughs> yes, and I yeah. learned so much from it too. Okay, good. I'm glad Thank then. You for your expertise, a 20 yes. year veteran here. Well, thank you guys for tuning into our Argentina podcast. We hope that you had as much fun as we did. What do you guys think? Contact us on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. And also, if you're newer to our podcast, check out some of our older destinations um, in Washington, D.C., London, and of Austin, Texas, just to name a few. And look out for our upcoming podcast on Hawaii. Denver, and a return to Florence, Italy. Midos in Paris is a University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for their professional courses. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye, Bye. everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.